0: Straight back, there's a crossing route, McCaffrey. Touchdown, that's big time. What's up? You Yeah, watch this. Street, street, street. Dre, Dre, Dre! 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 Red Pauly! Red Pauly! Blue Poncho, Blue Poncho. Monday, 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 Monday. To be the offensive line coach, and that's now what he's doing once again. Welcome back. We are back with another edition of the Fantasy 40 podcast with myself, John DeBarry, and my co-host, Mr. Matt Walker. And as always, brought to you by our friends at Expand the Box Score. So today we're doing something a little different. Um, kind of a lull in the, the season, kind of the rookie stuff is done, waiting on camp news and workout information and the highlights that everybody loves so much when this time of the year comes through. So what we're doing is I had a little idea that I stole from someone else, but that's neither here nor there. Basically, no. we're going to be doing a quarterback draft for the upcoming season. So it's a little more redraft oriented than Dynasty, but we're going to go through the starting quarterbacks in the NFL and a couple guys that are fringe may be starting, may not be starting. Not quite sure where they are. Threw them in there They have some... Uh, Bums to kick around at the bottom of this list, not really rankings, but we're just going to kind of go back and forth in a draft here and drafting these guys for fantasy for 2022. So walk. uh, How are you doing? And whenever you're ready. I have been gracious enough to give you the first
1: pick. <laughs> uh, I'm marvelous. And I would, I would dare say magnanimous enough to give me the first pick. You put others above yourself, but no, this is a great idea. I mean, we blend into redraft in the season, right? Cause it all kind of marries together. I mean, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll answer dynasty type questions on, you know, or certain guys by ourselves, but we're, we're living in the moment as well. Set lineups, making sure you're starting the best players possible. So, we're looking at the 22 season now, right? Rookie drafts are largely behind us. <clears throat> um, and they at least are for me. I think I have one or two left uh, that, that everyone else has been completed at present. So kind of know the state of your dynasty franchise. So let's let's talk about what we think about these guys in 22. You know, and this helped a lot of people come redraft season, which is barreling down upon us, right? And the Memorial Day holiday is next week, and it'll be summertime. You know, and then summer's a blur, and before you know it, it's it's August, late August, and you're you're doing your rookies, you're you're uh you're doing your redraft league. So excited to go through this. I like the concept. Whoever you stole it from, you know, thank you. You know, we're gonna do it better. <laughs> but um I think it's pretty simple with the with the 101 of the quarterback draft that I'm just gonna go with Josh Allen. I mean, quarterback one from last year, almost a full point better uh than Mr. TB twelve himself, but I just believe that their offense, if anything, probably got stronger this year. They added James Cook as a pass-catching running back, whatever that means from the running back perspective – uh, is to be determined, but he's going to catch passes. Um, they're going to split him out. He can be used as a wideout in certain capacities. They changed out Cole Beasley, who was super reliable for a Jameson Crowder, who I do think is somewhat underrated. Mm-hmm. They finally moved on from a Manny Sanders, so it looks like they're going to give Gabe Davis our boy increased opportunity. Who Shout out Gabe Davis walking through MCO Airport as I was coming back from Florida last week. People were trying to get pictures and all with them. I'm like, I mean, you just let people be people, right? So I shot him a quick message. Hey, "Looking a little yoke, dude. Gabe Davis likes my message. We're best friends now, apparently, based upon <laughs> that information. So um, certainly looks to part. I'm excited to see what he can do, but I think Josh Allen, he's still going to give you those rushing attempts, 122 last year. Looks like that was good for third in the league as far as rush attempts. That's not going to go away just because they drafted a James Cook. It's not going to change their offense. Ken Dorsey's there for consistency, even though Dable's gone. And I still think there's a a roof for Josh Allen, the passer. He was fourth in attempts last year. He was, it looks like quick math, uh, sixth, seventh in touchdown passes. A couple guys with 37, 38, so roughly, check my math, you know, 5th or 6th, so still has room as a passer and will always give you that comfy floor as a a running quarterback. So I'm going to move Josh Allen. John already did, over to that 101 and uh, let you have at it with the scraps.
0: Yeah, I think Allen has solidified himself as the QB1 for Dynasty and for redraft heading into this year. Uh, For pick number two, I'm going to take Pat Mahomes, who's – got the the upside i mean you know every every year that he's could potentially throw 15 touchdown passes i think where the debate ended this year was them getting rid of Tyreek Hill. There, there there are far more question marks this year with mahomes than we've had in the last two or three seasons so for me he is clearly the 1b to allen's uh, 1a and we'll see i wouldn't be shocked if we if we did this again a year from now it wouldn't surprise me if Mahomes is quite a bit lower than number two, because if if Hill is the player that stirs the drink, for lack of a better term, there in Kansas City, I, I could see that offense regressing a bit this year. I, I think Hill was a bigger part of that than Mahomes was, but right now, just playing the upside game, I'm gonna go with Mahomes at two.
1: Yeah, see you you've you've definitely made that point before. Uh, Tyreek Kill is, is undeniable, right? I mean, he's a game wrecker. But I think Mahomes is special as well. Um, just looking at the way the team is currently constructed, their wide receiver room is better now than it was a year ago. It doesn't have the star power at the top, but you're you were talking about like a Byron Pringle and a Demarcus Robinson as you know ancillary pieces last year. And those names are now Sky Moore, Juju Smith Schuster, Marquez Valdez Scantling. So they, they might not totally a, a Tiger Kill. I am super interested to see what this offense does post uh post Tiger Kill because you still have the Travis Kelsey who, although he's getting older and he's regressing a little bit, he's regressing to like tight end to overall. So I think the <clears throat> the moratorium might be a little soon On, Yeah, um, It's just that he'll never run during the regular season he just won't. You see it in the playoffs, he just knows better during the season. He doesn't put his body at risk like a Josh Allen does. He'll do it in the postseason when games, you know, matter a little bit more. So, he's just going to have that limitation unfortunately because he has to throw 45 touchdowns to be QB1. Yeah,
0: it's going to be interesting to see I think we're going to find out what kind of quarterback Mahomes is this year. I mean, we talk about it all year with the Chiefs' near a distribution tree. Well, this Tree's got a ton of branches now this year. You know what I mean. He is he is he going to be able to flourish going on to his third read? You know what I mean. Where for for years we've just seen him Hill Kelsey Kelsey Hill, and maybe dump it off to the running back. Where now, you know it, it's going to be Kelsey, and then you know does he look at Juju? does he Look at Sky Moore? Does he go to both of them? It, it's going to be interesting to me. I, I'm not. Is sold on Mahomes as I have been in the past, but he, again for the upside, he's obviously number two. Yeah. So now it gets interesting as we go to QB number
1: three. I don't think it's very interesting, but I, I think he's going to have more options now, Mahomes. But do we, we continue to move on. This one, pretty easy for me. Mm, Justin yes. A. Bear. I'm already reading reports. He's hit quote unquote hit the weight room this off season. Something like two forty five. I think I read. I mean, big boy. Packing it on, getting ready for the rigors of a potential QB1 campaign. And yes, fully in his range of outcomes. Threw for over 5,000 last year, 38 to 15 touchdown interception ratio. Gave you another 300 on the ground with three touchdowns. Has sneaky athleticism, kind of on par with what Mahomes does on a year in, year out basis. But he has, I don't want to say better weapons, different weapons <clears throat> than what Mahomes, who just went a pick earlier. But a uh, Mike Williams, who I love, who you hate. A Keenan Allen, who is re- as reliable as they come. A Gerald Everett, who probably isn't quite a Jared Cook, but I mean, it was, is Jared Cook really anything of significance? Just kind of freaky athletic for his size, but Everett, kind of a mismatchy type guy. Austin Eckler in the backfield. My boy Isaiah Spiller. Add in the fact that they are going to be in shootout after shootout after shootout in division including two games with Patrick Mahomes a year. I think Mahomes or I think Justin Herbert could be QB one overall this year would not surprise me at all.
0: Yeah. You know, I was just looking at the board and I was thinking, what would I do here? And I unintentionally just skimmed over him as I was reading, but yeah, I I can't argue with any of that yet. I yeah. Yeah. What am I going to do here? All right. With the fourth, quarterback selected i'm gonna go for a little bounce back candidate here and i'm putting lamar jackson in there um i think this offense is going back to what they did a couple years ago when jackson was mvp caliber production out there for fantasy and in real life football they're gonna be you know just looking at what they did in the offseason get rid of wide receivers bringing in more tight ends he was more success. He had saw his most success when they had more tight ends on the field and they were using that package, and he was pulling it down and run a little more. I think we see more of that running, dumping the ball off to the tight ends, Lamar Jackson, which is maybe not ideal for real football, but for fantasy and our purposes here, that give me all those running yards and those little you know dink and dunk passing to to Mark Andrews and Likely and Kohler and the whole new stable they have there cleared it out for Bateman who everybody's super duper high on. So I, I like what they did this year and I think it sets up well for Jackson.
1: Yeah. Hard to ignore. And just in future moves, buddy, you just right click and you cut the name and then you go and paste it. So you don't have to delete it. Yeah, afterwards. I made a mistake. Did. Beautiful did. spreadsheet. Um, did it the first time <laughs> <laughs> Jackson was under consideration at three. I'm not going to lie. Cause I, I too agree that I think they're, they're getting back to basics. In Baltimore. They're going to get their running backs back. They've clearly prioritized tight end. Um, exciting to see. They, they have to use some sort of filtration element. Is it going to be uh, Tylen Wallace, the late round pick from a year ago? There's got to be someone because it's not a Bateman. It's not a Prochet. It's, it's no one else that's even on their roster right now. So, interesting to see what those ancillary pieces look like. But running Lamar Jackson is is enough. <laughs> for most people, yeah. right? It's just he was too dinged up last year. So kind of get back to basics and, and get kind of vintage Lamar Jackson back in to say Well, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Um, as far as who QB5 is going to be, <clears throat> I had a little bit of internal conflict uh, here because I know who I want to pick, but I know who I'm going to pick, all right? And so I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. QB5. Okay. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> anyone who listens to this Whoa. podcast knows I'm not a believer. Um, but we're talking 2022. Wow. All right. And Jalen Hurts will be the starting quarterback for all of 2022 for the Philadelphia Eagles. And if he does what the Eagles want him to do, there's a potential future there. Um, I still am skeptical. Right. So he, Put up 23.2 points per game, FFPC, which probably would have rung him in right around. You know, he he was a top 10 quarterback last year, just just to make it simple. that was on a strength of 16 touchdown passes. I mean, just barely did anything through the air. He's going to give it to you on the ground. And while he's not as prolific a rusher as a Lamar Jackson, I mean, he had 10 rushing touchdowns last year. That's still going to be a huge part of his game. But now you're talking A.J. Brown on the second season with Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. I mean, it's not for any shortage of pass catchers and a rock-solid offensive line. So I'm going to buy in on the fact that Jalen Hurts can produce a top-five fantasy football quarterback season.
0: I, I had a very interest to the side waiting for this to happen because I was curious, and I thought this would be a later conversation we'd have. I was all I wrote was which NFC quarterback goes first, because it's obviously as we go through this, this is we're going to be very top heavy AFC oriented. And I didn't think I thought the early FC would go would be eight. And I didn't think it was hurts. So for you to go hurts at five, this is uh thrown throw me for a loop nice and early here, but yeah, for, for you to go hurts and for him to be the top guy in the NFC, I I'm, Dual, dual shocked. And now, what am I going to do for six?
1: Oh, yeah, apparently, boy. you thought you were getting him at eight, potentially, right? As you said, eight, because you definitely I it was didn't see somebody else at eight. Yeah, you definitely didn't see me taking him uh, with these no. odd numbers. Um, yeah, that, and that's why I said conflicted. I mean, we're talking, listen again, we're talking 2022, and the upside is there for easily. I mean, he was QB 10 last year in, in total points. So, it's not an epic jump for him and he missed two weeks. So he he would have potentially climbed higher as everyone above him played 16 or 17 games. So he probably was quarterback, you know, six or seven on a points per game basis.
0: Boy. So there's a couple guys I'm debating here for six. I am going to end up just taking the guy. I like a little more. Give me Russell Wilson at number six. Look, he's getting a chance to go to Denver quote-unquote, an opportunity to let Russ Cook maybe he doesn't have the upside of Metcalf and Lockett, but overall, this is arguably his best top-to-bottom receiving core he's ever had in his career. Um, Albert O seems to be taking that next step. They brought in Dolchich, correct? Right? That's where Dolchich went? Yes. Cortland Sutton, Judy, assuming he doesn't end up in jail or whatever happens there. Tim, Patrick, Hamler. I, I, I just think and he's got a, a decent offensive line and a defense that isn't going to put him in a bad spot week in and week out. He's could be in line for the best season he's had ever, possibly, if, if everything falls into place. So, again, I, I, like I said, with Mahomes, like I said, with Jackson, I, I guess I got a theme here. I'm just going upside, guys. So he has just as much upside as anyone in this top six so far little older guy, but again, we're just doing this season. Doesn't matter, so give me... Russ Wilson is upside at six.
1: Yeah, hard to argue. Um Doesn't surprise me that, that you picked him. So my my conflict didn't come back to bite me, if we're actually talking about guys that we're going to end up with, because I like Joe Barrow more than I like Jalen Hurts. It's just Joe Barrow brings very little as a rusher. And You're going somewhere <laughs> else, too. So, he uh he was kind of had the had the shackles on for for a decent part of the season before they finally let Joe Cook, right? After he just took Russell Wilson, there was there's was some Joe Barrow cooking going on for a decent part part of the back end of the year. Um, you know, you know, most notably, week sixteen and seventeen, where he threw for just shy of a thousand yards and eight touchdowns in a two-week period. So the the ceiling is there for him. He's not going to bring much as a rusher, but I like the weapons that he has. I mean, Chase and Higgins are probably the best wide receiver duo in the game. They have Tyler Boyd as a solid number three. They have good pass catching running backs. I don't even mind Hayden Hurst as a tight end. I think the division is going to be super competitive this year. And Barrow is going to have to throw a lot because it's going to be game script dependent. So give me Joe cool at quarterback seven.
0: Yeah. That's who I was batting back and forth when I went with Wilson. I love Oh, two two guys here. Boy, oh boy. Just cause I've played the high upside game so far, I'll stick with it and not take the guy I was originally going to take here. Give me Deshaun Watson at number eight. You know, rumors are that people think he may not even miss time now this year. So we could get the full 17-game experience. Uh, Obviously, that's what I'm banking on here, and he doesn't miss a beat, isn't rusty after sitting out for a season. Again, another guy similar to Wilson. If everything clicks, he, he has potential to be QB1 for fantasy. So, Jimmy Watson, I, I don't love the weapons necessarily in in the passing game in in Cleveland, but I didn't love the weapons in the passing game in Houston either. And he, you know, seemed to do just fine there. Although Hopkins obviously is leaps and bounds better than Amari Cooper, so give me Watson for the upside play here.
1: Yeah, I mean, in a non Deshaun Watson, everything that happened in Houston world, he's <laughs> long gone, right? True story. Yes. Eight. I mean, it's just, he's easy top five for anyone year in and year out barring that. And, you know, we a year away and some uncertainty and <clears throat> he's still considered a top 10 asset. I mean, and, and well, he should be in that offense. I mean, they, they have good weapons. They have a good of offensive line. They have a good run game. Again, I just referenced Joe Barrow being in a competitive division. Part of that is because just Watson's on the Cleveland Browns. So that's gonna that's gonna add fuel to the fire for for both of them. Well, Lamar Jackson already went, so we're talking about three North quarterbacks <laughs> already off the all off the chart, and that's only uh, mirroring the the AFC West where there's only one lone gunman remaining. So six of the eight quarterbacks in those two divisions have have already been spoken for. So we're gonna go to nine, and <clears throat> I'm again slightly conflicted. That's a guy that I. I think is overrated even in the fantasy community. Um, But it's hard to argue with the production. So I'm going to go Kyler Murray as quarterback nine. And no DeAndre Hopkins for six weeks. Uh, I don't think that's going to change with him. Still brings enough with his legs when healthy to be a mismatch. I also think... Arizona is, what, easily the third, how do you say third best, third worst? I guess it would be second worst, third best team in their division. Um, I think they're pretty significantly behind the Rams and the 49ers now, You know, so they're not going to have the luxury of being run-based. So assuming health – I'm just gonna I'm just gonna bite the bullet on Kyler. I I don't think he's I don't think he's the quarterback he thinks he is or that I think Dynasty Football thinks he is. But if we're talking on a year in year out basis, even without Hopkins for the first six weeks, who might actually be beneficial to Hopkins after that. I think it was an ACL tear or was it an MCL. I mean, just to give him more time to heal, get a healthy Hopkins for the back mm-hmm. stretch of a season. You know, uh, be interested to see how the Cardinals deploy their offense. But Kyler Murray, quarterback nine. Congrats on the first baseball player taken. Yeah, by twenty-three, right? <laughs> so they don't give him a deal. <laughs> yeah. So uh,
0: I thought you were going to take this guy actually, and I thought this would be the first NFC quarterback taken. Uh, I'm going Dak Prescott at ten. I was actually to me, I feel like I'm getting a value here. Um, you know, when when healthy, and even last year, banged up, he was QB seven, so he has. That offense in Dallas with the weapons he has on a team that does score, he's going to get fantasy points. So to me, this is a, a tremendous value on a guy who I, I may not be the biggest fan of in, in real life, but, yeah, to give get me him as the 10th quarterback, I, I think I got a nice value there. I don't know if – it's going to be interesting. We've talked about this in, in some DMs. I brought it up. I don't know if CD Lamb is necessarily ready to be a – True alpha wide receiver one in the NFL, we're about to find out. But I do like the the other weapons in the passing game there. So even if he does falter a little bit and doesn't meet expectations, I think there's enough around him where Prescott isn't gonna necessarily take a big ding if Lamb doesn't take a step forward.
1: Yeah, my my thoughts on Dak are, are well known at this point in time, but he had by far his, his largest touchdown production. Uh, as a passer last year with thirty, he, he had only just thirty-seven. I apologize. He had only hit the thirty touchdown passing mark once before in nineteen. He lost a, a bunch of twenty twenty with that ankle injury, but the running is largely gone um, with him. And it's not like he was ever explosive. He was opportunistic with his touchdowns, six touchdowns each of the first three seasons. Took a lot of that kind of you know naked boots around the, the the goal line, and you know gave you that extra added fancy value. I just don't see it anymore. With him. I mean, I don't know that that ankle will ever be the same. He's 28 years old at this point. They lost Amari Cooper. Whatever you think about Amari Cooper, losing Amari Cooper is not good for the offense. Michael Gallup's probably going to start on Pup. They lost Cedric Wilson and added Jalen Tolbert. So their offense is worse, no matter how you want to shake it out this year.
0: Very disrespectful Um, to James Washington.
1: Exactly. Um, (laughs) So... That's that's where we're at with them. I just don't think they have the talent on offense that they've had in years past to really further help out you know, Dak Prescott, and I just don't think he brings out rushing on. But that's why I wasn't wasn't really targeting him. He wouldn't have lasted much longer for me, but I, I'd, I'd take Jalen Hurts over Dak Prescott.
0: So, so we're, we're about a third mm-hmm. of the way through here. After, after this pick, after 11, we kind of have the top third here, and then we'll uh, start getting into these – this, this This next group should be pretty debatable. I don't think I think this top ten would have been the same no matter what we did.
1: Yeah, all right. so this is this is where it gets a little, a little dicey for me because I think there's a clear next three in redraft. and I think they're all very similar. So it's it's almost a pick your poison type scenario. So what what I'm gonna opt for, is this fucking mm. selfish son of a gun? <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers at QB eleven took the bag sent Devonte Adams packing. Right, uh, just you know, so they could pay Jair Alexander apparently. But he succeeded before. He he's made receivers relevant. He continues to. He's his entire career. I mean. James Jones, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams. I mean, these weren't even like the highest drafted type guys. I'm not the biggest Christian Watson fan, but I think he can be used right away. He's he's got the he's got the tenure. He's 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 NFL old for a rookie. They have, you know, an Alan Lazard who he has a connection with. They get Tunyon back. They hopefully use Aaron Jones more as a receiver. I'm just I'm going to buy one more MVP-ish type season from Aaron Rodgers and just trying to prove everyone wrong yet again. I mean, I think we said this two years ago, and he's going to go scorched earth, and he did with his first MVP season. And I just think everyone's probably doubting the Packers' offense at this point, saying they're a defensive team. Their first two draft picks were defensive guys. They're going to try and win with defense. I don't know that that's the case. So give me Aaron Rodgers, quarterback 11.
0: Outstanding. Yeah, that receiving core – Terrifies me. I Listen, mean, if, I mean, if, if, if anyone not, can elevate it's not him, it's world's but.
1: worse than Kyler Murray's in Arizona, right? I mean, he has he has decent tight ends, but I mean, Marquis Brown. And no, it's nothing. worse. It's way worse. It's way worse. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, it, I'm I'm not gonna argue it's better than any of the guys that went by any means, but he is he is made do. Yeah, before he he can create a couple six to eight touchdown type guys, and then so, cobble it all together for. Forty
0: five hundred and thirty five. with the 12th pick. I'm going one old man to another Tom Brady finished oh. QB three a year ago. A uh, little concerning that, you know, he <laughs> retired for fucking two weeks and mm-hmm. came back. So how, how committed is he? But I mean, yeah, if, he, if he's not committed, he wasn't going to come back and, and dedicate himself to another season of this, but God would not be in there for the start of the year kind of sucks. But assuming Gronk comes back, which he probably will, to play with his buddy, I I think another top five season is in the realm of possibilities. if, If we knew Gronk was back and we knew exactly when Godwin would be back and healthy, I could probably slide him up a couple spots too.
1: Yeah, when I said a lot of similar guys, when I took Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Tom Brady was 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 in mind. I just I have some concerns. I mean, Chris Godwin is probably going to start the year on pup, right? So he's yeah. going have six weeks. So is Russell Gage going to step in and fill the Chris Godwin void? No fucking way. Nope. Sorry, guys, so, sorry, Russell Gage stands like, will he be good? Will he be value in draft? Sure, but he's not Chris Godwin. And so now, <laughs> the, the, who, the, now who's they, the third to Mike Evans? Nobody. Uh, at present, is Tyler Johnson going to get another shot? And Gronk, I just don't like the uncertainty. I mean, I no. believe he'll be there too, but you know, they draft a Rashad White, you know, so he, yeah, he could help in the passing game, but he could also make him more run based. And now it's not uh, Arians anymore really guiding the ship. Yeah, now. true. Uh, Defensive minded coach. I don't know. I'm, I don't see the pass attempts for the 2022 Bucks that it will probably take tom brady tom brady threw it 719 times last yeah, year. boy. okay by far the most in the league that was a quick math 47 times more than young sexy justin Aber, whose arm is just ready for 700 throws yeah tom brady has the <laughs> extra avocados to get there i just i i'm gonna We'll take the under on 719 pass attempts for, for Brady this year, and I think they're going to want to run the ball more. That's, that's my only concern with Brady, but he clearly deserves to be a QB1. So falling in 12, kudos to you, Tom. You made it. The other guy of the three, so I knew I was going to get two out of the three, right? Um, in, in here is right See where there. you're going.
0: Yep, I knew right,
1: it. Right there. Um, probably too long for Matthew Stafford to last. I do have a slight Super Bowl hangover concern. Um, played a lot of football last year, <laughs> so, uh, there's a little bit of concern. And if anyone can make Tom Brady's rushing production look stellar, it's Matthew Stafford who somehow was credited with 32 rushing attempts for 43 yards last year, dwarfed by Tom Brady's 28 for 81 and two touchdowns, just Stafford just doesn't run zero. I mean, it's, it's hard to find less rushing production outside of a Ben Roethlisberger, from a starting quarterback in the NFL. So it's got to be with his arms. Beckham not being there. Add Allen Robinson. I, I don't think Allen Robinson's cooked. Still got Cooper Cup. They still have tight ends there. And the run game, your boy Van Jefferson's still there. Nothing really should change for that offense short of Whitworth retiring, which could hurt him a little bit on the left-hand side. But I'm not going to let Stafford get past QB 13 overall because he can still easily throw for 4,500 and 40 touchdowns. I mean a 17 game season.
0: Yeah, I don't don't disagree. I knew. I, I assume these were the three guys you were talking about because I kind of had them lumped together in my head, also. So now with 14, there are two guys I'm looking at ooh. look through these remaining. We're running out of guys who we've seen do it consistently at the NFL level. So, oh.
1: Boy. There's a guy I want, so it would be it'd be yeah. ironic if you actually sniped me.
0: This is tough. I'm going oh, to no. with... go with last-second oh, pivot. I'm going to go with Derek Carr at number 14 here, who I'm not the biggest fan of his. This is a perfect spot. I think he's shockingly – a shockingly average middle of the pack NFL quarterback. And that's right where we are drafting him. However, uh, I, I think he's going to pepper Devante Adams with targets, not like Adams saw in green Bay, but giving him another weapon is obviously good for him. And in that arms race, that is the AFC West. Now they're going to have to score each and every week, especially in these division games. So I, I think, by default, everyone on this offense takes a small tick up because they have to. Other, otherwise, they're going to be fucking
1: 0-17. Yeah, you didn't snake me, but congratulations on clearing out the AFC West because I agree. I just think what they're going to have to deal with, <laughs> not only in division, week, week in and week out of having to win the other games because they're going to become more important because of how uncertain you are about your division games. hmm uh-huh. Right, just talking about the overall playoff picture, you're just going to have to step on your other opponent's throats, even sub- you know subpar, comp- inferior competition. So, I like it. I mean, and while Derek Carr clearly seems to have his limitations, like he just doesn't really want to throw for 30 touchdowns in a season, just something that's not that important to him. Has done it once in his what are you saying? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight-year career, and it was in his second season, where little outlierish for him, 32 and 13, but just lives in the 20 touchdown, kind of manages interceptions okay, but just a Devontae Adams, even later in his career with the Darren Waller mismatch guy and just what little Hunter Renfro brings week in and week with, out, he's just going to have options. He's
0: you just, just- mentioned, uh, not to cut you off, but you got me on a, on a decent thought here. You mentioned him never scoring the t- uh, big touchdown total guy. It is. Is it crazy to say that as far as passing weapons in the red zone go, that he has the best three options of anybody even ahead of us here?
1: It's hard to Retro's argue.
0: good in the red zone. Waller's good in the red zone. Adams is good in the red zone. Just scanning, thinking off the top of my head, I mean, Herbert has Allen and Mike Williams, but that's that's two. Well, like a little Austin
1: out of the backfield. That's a, a mismatch, but to your point. Yeah. I mean, these guys know how to mm-hmm. uncover. So yeah, is this finally the season. I mean, his last two years, he's been increasing in his yards, uh, passing totals the last four seasons. And he threw for 4,800 yards last year at a 68% completion percentage. I mean, the yards were, were there 626 attempts too. like granted, first 17 game season, but by far, he was more than 700 yards North of his previous season. So, it's not even the yardage that doesn't have to change. Just some touchdown equity, you know, needs to needs to come his way. And I can, I can see with how they're structuring this offense that they're going to want to be a pass first offense. Right. So I like it. I think it was a great pick was not the guy that I said, I hope you don't snake me. So keep this moving. I'm going to go with Mr. Disrespected Captain Kirk cousins for the Minnesota Vikings. He yeah, has Justin Jefferson, who some argue is, is the key is the wide receiver one in dynasty. Adam Thielen, I believe is healthy at the moment. Who knows if that'll persist or not, but I like KJ Osborne. I think Amir Mar- Smith-Marset is a decent wide receiver for, it. they're going to get our Smith back. They have decent pass catching running backs. And now they have a new quarter, a new head coach that will hopefully take the shackles off of this, uh, off of Kirk Cousins in this offense. Cause Mike Zimmer was not good for any NFL offense. I mean, what Minnesota did was probably largely in spite of Mike Zimmer over the last several years. So I'm going to take a guy that is perennially a QB one and I'm getting him a QB 15 right now. I, I think we might be on the verge of Kirk Cousins best season as in best fantasy season in the NFL to date. So that's saying something as he was QB what was a QB nine last year and I think he could be in store for better because he's going to give you yards. He's thrown for 4,200 yards each of the last two years, and he's thrown for 35 and 33 touchdowns each of those last two. If that number can get closer to 40, we are talking about the potential of a top-five quarterback in fantasy football in 2022.
0: Yeah, he's the most unreasonably hated person in real and fantasy football.
1: Well, and it's, I get real football, and if you're a Vikings fan, right? he just loses the big games, right? If it's on prime time, just chalk it up. <laughs> the Vikings are going to lose. I mean, it's just how, it's just how the, it
0: works. The lights are on. <laughs> don't even watch the game.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's probably tough as a, as a fan of the team, but being a fan of the player, I don't give a shit. Cause at the end of that game, they might've lost, sure. but he has 300, three touchdowns and one interception. I'm like taking that check to the bank. Thanks Kirk.
0: <laughs> so you had mentioned earlier, uh, my, my previous pick, Derek Carr was the fourth, uh-oh. Quarterback taken out of the Uh-oh. NFC. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Out of the AFC <laughs> West. <laughs> so now I'm going the opposite direction. The only conference that, uh, division rather, that no one has been selected out of is the AFC South. Mm-hmm. So I am going to take Matt Ryan oh. and put him here at 16, which is uh, also yeah, perfect. Right right in the middle of the starting 32 starting quarterbacks 16 puts him right at the halfway point um he's not cooked we've seen a lot of these older guys go out there and look like absolute shit he didn't look good but it was a large part of his surrounding cast the bad offensive line not much in the in terms of weapons in the passing game so i i think going to indy nice veteran presence I'm not the biggest Pittman fan in the world, but Pittman's a capable NFL wide receiver. I like Pierce. Um, I like, uh, I can't think of the other guys. The wide receiver three Price there. Doolin. I, there's somebody else ahead of him. Where is it? Paris. Campbell? I, was think, I was thinking of somebody else, but either way, Ashton Doolin. definitely wasn't Ashton Doolin, but, <laughs>
1: That's all
0: I got there. But he's got Jonathan Taylor to keep the pressure off of him and and keep teams honest. They're not going to ask him to do too much like we saw for many years in Atlanta where it was just throw the ball a ton going through him. So I think having that arguably the best offensive line he's had in his career with an outstanding running game that can get some pressure off of him, uh, I think Ryan's going to have a nice career resurgence. Actually, you know, we talk about – Punting the position and, and fading it and getting these late round guys in, in redraft. I, this is kind of the area where I start trying to draft my first quarterback. And I, I think in redraft this year, I'm going to have a ton of Matt Ryan.
1: Yeah. I mean, touch on a few things. Not arguably the best offensive line he's ever had. Undeniably. The best, the best offensive yes. <laughs> line he's ever had. A happy belated birthday to Matt Ryan. Just turned 37 back on May 17th. So we're talking about a guy that's seven plus years younger than Tom Brady. So, yeah, to say that he's not cooked <laughs> is an understatement. I mean, he, he, I think he's like two signs a two year deal, if I'm not mistaken, or his two year extension, or yes, at least on right. a contract, two more years. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good window for them um, to, to not just keep putting a band aid on this. I think he has two more good years of production. And for those that I forgot, I mean, the two seasons prior to 21, where he had no one to throw to outside of a rookie tight end in Kyle Pitts. And a porous offensive line. The two seasons before that, he threw for roughly 4,500 yards and 26 touchdowns each of those two seasons. I mean, it's there for him. And you might not be a Pittman fan. I am. I think Pittman is a, a similar archetype. And I want to disrespect Julio Jones. Big body receiver that sure. Matt Ryan's going to be able to key on. I think they have interesting pieces at tight end, which Matt Ryan also likes. A huge target in Mel Alley Cox, a mismatch potential in Kylan Granson. And then this rookie monster, Jelani Woods don't think he'll do anything his rookie year, but maybe, maybe not. Alex Spears, a lot of people like him, not really there on him, but I think he can be a good ancillary piece if a Paris Campbell can stay healthy. And then you're talking about a Jonathan Taylor and a Naheem Hines out of the backfield. Yeah. I mean, setting up well for a late career Renaissance for, for Mr. Ryan, I did not see you going with Matt Ryan, but there was no way you were taking anyone else in in that list when you said you're going to take the first guy, um, Correct. Out of the, so it's kind of process of elimination at this point in time. All right. So now, so, so
0: before your pick, before you get the 17, mm-hmm. so now we have officially, we have the top half of the NFL uh, in quarterbacks here. Is there anyone that you think doesn't belong in this top half? And if not, who do you think that we're going to put in this second half uh, should have squeezed in there?
1: Yeah, I mean, the only name would be Matt Ryan to me. And it's just because I I think he's going to be game manager-ish. I think he has upside, but I I would not have taken him at 16. So who I'm going to take at 17 and probably who I'm going to take at 19, I would take before Matt Ryan's name even kind of bubbled up to me. um, I don't even know that Matt Ryan deserves to be the first quarterback taken in the AFC South personally. But I understand why you took him, and and I can see – it it happening, but that would be the only name above that. I don't think there's really any surprises. I mean, clearly me taking hurts when I did shocked you, you know, at five Dak being at 10, a lot of people might have that flip flop, but they're still both QB ones. Deshaun Watson at eight. I mean, that's noteworthy given the circumstances, but outside of that, no, I, I I don't think there's a lot of debate in those top names.
0: Yeah. Very, very interesting to see this top half as we've worked it out. And if uh, not, yeah, like you all said, right, not, now, it is, now
1: it's time Thanks, John. <laughs> to get to the second half. And this is how we're just going to come out swinging. All right. So there's a little anticlimactic element because John sees who I'm picking before I announce it. Tua Tonga-Vailoa, quarterback 17. So we're talking back half of the quarterback tier here and – I'm a believer. Anyone who listens to the 40 knows that I believe into a, I don't think he was put in ideal circumstances with this whole circle jerk that was going on with uh, Chris. Why am I drawing a blank on old beardy with Fitzpatrick on Ryan Fitzpatrick where he's, you know, he's yeah. pulled out in game and stuff like that. It's not how you develop a young quarterback. You're not going to get any confidence out of someone that's coming off of a major hip surgery at, at that and trying to deal with everything that's going on in, in Miami internally and externally. But He's set up for success. We're talking about know, when I took Jalen Hurts at five, and I said, you know, he he has no excuses anymore, right? They're loading him with weapons, and he's got to prove it. The same exact is true for Tua. He has Tyree Kill, he has Jalen Waddle. They brought Gasicki back on the franchise tag. They have the rushing game. They're addressing the offensive line. They brought in Teron Armstead. I I just think that you know it's it's all in front of him. My only hesitance with Tua is they're gonna want to be run based, right? So how often can they enforce their will in the run game and limit the exposure to Tua as far as pass attempts are concerned? I think that's going to be what limits him. But you don't pay Tyree Kill a king's ransom. You don't prioritize drafting a Jalen Waddle last year. You don't franchise tag him like a Mike a if you are not planning to pass the ball. And Tua is going to be at the other end of that with no one breathing down his throat this year. And I think he excels. I would take two above Matt Ryan. I could see taking two above a Derek Carr. I could even see a world where i take two above Kirk Cousins on, on my end. So he's been in consideration with me since after I took Stafford at QB 13. Oh,
0: boy, pick 18. This is getting ugly quick. If this, if this was Dynasty, it makes it a lot easier because you could take these like Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> you get a young guy with tons of upside, but we're talking just this year. And boy, I oh, really we're coming
1: back to this too, right? <laughs> we're going to look at this, when it's also done.
0: Oh yeah. I'm having a tough time with this. So I'm actually going to take someone who has back to back top 12 finishes at the position and, and double dip in this back to back picks in the AFC South. Uh, give me Ryan Tannehill, who I don't love, but <coughs> like I said, he's been a QB one last year. He was a QB one in the previous season. He's done it. Uh, you know, losing AJ Brown, I don't love, but if Burks is as good as I think he is, uh, they may not really miss much on offense there. We're we're reaching process of elimination phase here. I couldn't take any of these other guys ahead
1: of him. Yeah, and it, when I Scared. when I said I would take another AFC South quarterback over Matt Ryan, oh, it was Ryan Clearly. And since he has been in Tennessee, he's brought a little bit more of a rush. I mean, he's already had athleticism. I mean, the kid was a wide receiver when he started in college, but he has four, seven and seven rushing touchdowns each of the three years he's been in Tennessee. And the last two, he's averaged 268 rushing yards per season. So add another 268 and seven rushing touchdowns potential to a line where I think he is going to have to throw the ball more. I think this team is going in the wrong direction. Derrick Henry is a year older. I don't know that they're going to be able to rely on him like they have in the past. Now, I don't know that the weapons are there. I love Traylon Burks, but he's he's projection and development. Mm-hmm. I mean, where is uh, Robert Woods at in his recovery? And he's a 30-year-old wide receiver. Mm-hmm. They brought in Austin Hooper, who brings like literally nothing after the catch. I mean, there's just no explosion outside of Traylon Burks in, in this offense. <laughs> and so it's going to be a lot of falling on Ryan Tannehill's shoulders, but I agree at this point in time. I mean, we're talking about <clears throat> quarterback 18 for a guy that has back-to-back QB one seasons. Uh, I believe if I'm I not, mean, he was 13 last year and what I'm looking at and, and seven then the year before you know, I, I have a
0: 12 and seven.
1: Okay. I had 13 and eight. So just looking at different s- sample sets and score. So a fringe or clear, you know, quarterback one uh, during that time. So hard to argue at 18, Oh, goodness. There's, there's <laughs> me I, yeah, I'm going to – yeah, fuck it. It, it. It's time. Even though you insulted the guy by spelling his name wrong and because you hate the team, oh, it I just makes sense. But Juicin', Juicin Fields. I'm going with Mr. Juicin' Fields <laughs> from the Chicago Bears. He's been catching a ton of shit, and rightfully so. I mean, it wasn't a beautiful season last year. I still blame Matt Nagy. Check, check the Twitter timeline. Blame them the entire time. Why would I change now? So, new regime, barely any change in, barely, barely any upgrade in weapons, unfortunately. So, it's going to be a lot of ugly, but he's going to be the clear starter from week one for them. Brings enough with his legs to be a difference maker. I am a Darnell Mooney acolyte, so I'm just going to keep burning that candle whenever the opportunity presents itself. Cole Komet should see a ton of targets this year. and. Beyond him, there's just really nothing. I mean, is Valus Jones going to be a thing? Can Byron Pringle, you know, you know, st- take the next step in what is age 28 season? Is it Equinamia, St. Brown time? The answer to all that is no. So <laughs> yeah, it's going to just be on Justin Fields piecing it together. But, I mean, the kid had 420 rushing yards and, and two rushing touchdowns in 12 games, not even 12 starts last year. So he's going to bring a 500 rushing yard and probably four to five touchdown baseline with him. So, if you can get in the mid 3000s in passing and throw 20 touchdowns on the year, you're probably flirting with a low end quarterback one when it's all said and done. I mean, that's literally, let me just read you Jalen Hurts' totals, right? Jalen Hurts threw for 3,100 yards last year and 16 touchdowns, but he rushed for 7,82 and 10, right? I don't think Fields has quite that ceiling as a rusher, but can he throw for 30, 3,100 yards and 16 as a passer? Sure. And if you get you another 500 and 5, 6, I mean, yeah, he's probably quarterback 14 when it's all said and done. So Chicago's going to suck. Their defense is going to suck. They're (laughs) just going to have to throw it and run it a lot. It's going to be all him. The entire offense is going to fall on his shoulders. So I'll take Justin Fields.
0: (laughs) Speaking of quarterback 14, what what a perfect transition. Give me Carson Wentz next. Finished last year as quarterback 14. For all the hate he got, which – was warranted in real life football. I mean, he did shit the bed down the stretch for a team that should have been in the playoffs. It didn't affect him. Affect him for our purposes for fantasy. He he was just fine. QB fourteen. There's nothing to be ashamed of there. That's more than capable. And a year ago, I mean, you know, we were talking about him. I think we both took him in Scott Fishbowl, didn't we?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he was fine. He was a perfect plug in QB three and he, he will be again next year. I have no in dynasty. He may suck. Cause we don't know if he's going to have a job another year from now, but I, I think his job is secure this year and he's been productive when he's been healthy and on the field. So I, I actually really, Wentz feels like a steal at 20, even though I couldn't comfortably take him ahead of anybody that we already
1: took. Yeah. I mean, it was getting dangerously close. Wentz time for me. (laughs) It's just because I felt almost as though I had to at a certain point. And, you know, another year, another franchise, right? But he lands in Washington and has a clear alpha in Terry McLaurin, has a good gadgety guy in Curtis Samuel. They have a deep threat in Dynami Brown. They have good tight ends and they have pass catching running backs. I mean, and and John uh, Dotson. And and Jahan Dotson is kind of an athletic piece. So he might, this might be the Best pass catching core he's ever had in his NFL career, because sure shit didn't happen in Philadelphia when it was literally every year Zach Ertz was his primary pass catcher, you know, and a bunch of ancillary or pass their prime type of weapons. And then last year it was literally Michael Pittman or bust, yeah, in that indie offense. So I don't know that that's hyperbole, but. Only time will tell. As far as that, be interested in welcoming him back to Lincoln Financial Field this year. But thank you for taking Carson Wentz as quarterback twenty because it was paining me to see him remaining on this list. So we're talking about twenty twenty one production, and
0: <coughs> <laughs> I love it.
1: I I will ah uh, getting a getting a pain in my neck, but. I saw enough. No. Davis Mills Put him here. He's going to be the starting quarterback in 2022 for the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans will once again stink at football, and that'll just give Davis Mills more and more opportunity to do what he did kind of late in the season. And let me remind you in two of his last three starts. 254 yards and two touchdowns against the Chargers and 301 yards and three touchdowns against the Titans with nobody like Brandon Cooks. That was it in that entire offense. So now they they bring in a I mean, It's not like a, a huge bonus might not even pay out this year due to the injury, but year two of Brevin Jordan year two of Davis Mills in an offseason of a team that I still think isn't going to be that good. I don't know why I got a feeling. I still don't believe that he's their long-term answer in Houston. I just think he's a placeholder. Uh, I I think ultimately once they get their feet under them, they're going to try and draft their quarterback of the future. That's how I feel about Davis Mills. But the other names didn't excite me as much as far as upside is concerned. So, Davis Mills.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I I wonder where he would be if he had stayed in school for a year, because he would have been QB one in this fucking class. So, you know, but, but Pickett's still out there. So it's not like we were super excited about him yet. So that feels like a good place to have him. Yeah. I I, I like Mills. I'm
1: not as. There's literally a, the next three guys I'm going to take. I mean, it, (laughs) it could be how I feel a month from now. It's just, I don't know. I got a feeling about Davis Mills. I, th- I think Davis Mills can be a, a forty, to four thousand yard passer and can throw for twenty five touchdowns.
0: Yeah, very, very capable. Um, yeah. I, I just couldn't leave this guy out there anymore, just based on pedigree and hype and all, all this other nonsense. Number twenty two. I'm going to take Trevor Lawrence. Um, you know, arguably, besides Manning and, and Elway, I mean, this guy came into the league. With as much generational hype as anyone we've seen, you know, top three in history. So the the potential is sky high. Could could blow this thing out of the water here at twenty two. Take, take the next step forward under Peterson. They got him. Well, they they got him weapons. I don't know. If I was going to say good weapons. They got him weapons that they definitely overpaid for. So they're they're expecting them to do something in the passing game with these guys. Lawrence is either going to take a step up or end up being one of the greatest busts in history. But given what else we have on the board here, I feel pretty confident that he was the best of the remaining guys.
1: Yeah, let let me just go on record here. I should have taken Trevor Lawrence above Davis Mills. Okay. He's (laughs) better better quarterback.
0: Huh? Should you? I mean, are
1: you... Yes, I should have. I mean, he just, I I do believe Doug Peterson is going to write the ship in Jacksonville. I I truly do. Um, Did they overpay for all of the talent that they, quote unquote, talent that they brought down to Jacksonville? Yeah, 100% because they have to. No one wants to go to Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, a lot better rusher, and you want that rushing floor to kind of prop you up. Davis Mills is going to run the ball. So, it just, it's in the vision. I should have been a little more pragmatic. I mean, ironically enough, in FFPC scoring last year, Trevor Lawrence averaged 14.9 points per start. Davis Mills averaged 14.7 per start. So, you know, and that was with Lawrence having 334 yards and two touchdowns rushing, adding to his production. So uh, as far as a pass passers were concerned, Davis Mills was a better passer. He actually threw four more touchdowns than Trevor Lawrence in three less starts and threw seven less interceptions. So... Take that before you we Both were in shitty situations. So I don't even want to hear that Trevor Lawrence was dealing with Urban Meyer because it wasn't a lot better going on uh down in Houston. But yeah, it should have been Lawrence over Davis Mills. So be the the Mia Culpa there. But now where we're going, we're swinging, right? I mean, I, I went with the I went with Flores, and now we're just we're just making assumptions. And it's gonna be the Trey Lance is the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers next year. Another guy that probably should have taken over Davis Mills, but deal with it trey you you haven't officially been named a starter would it be unheard of that they couldn't deal jimmy g and they just ate one more year of him in that window no do i think they do it no i think they ultimately release him because they don't want to eat that 25 million but i also haven't heard the most positive rumblings about trey lance um as far as his, his time in San Francisco has been concerned, but when he has started, he's been uber productive as a runner, and that's something that you can expect to persist going forward. So whether Debo wants to play for the 49ers or not, Trey Lance has a floor, unlike many quarterbacks in this league. So easy, Trey Lance at 23, should have been 21.
0: Oh, two guys here to pick between. I'm going to, again, go with the guy we've seen. Do it, give me. Oh crab legs, Jamie Swinson. Um he looked okay the looked little good. The, yeah, looked pretty good <laughs> to start the year last year. Uh I you know, losing Sean Payton people act like it's a big deal, but they have the same I, I think the OC's name is Pete Carmichael if I'm not uh-huh. mistaken. He's been <laughs> the OC there since Breeze came from San Diego. So the, the head coach might be different, but there's nothing but consistency, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, turnovers have been a problem in the past, but that's with the exception of leagues with real wonky scoring. That's a real football problem, not a fantasy football problem. The guy, the guy can't throw touchdowns. He's done it a ton in his career. They, they brought in Olave. They brought in Landry. Michael Thomas should be back. Weapons galore, and Winston has – You know, we talk about other guys that are a little overly cautious and don't throw guys unless they're open. Winston, if nothing, has got a ton of YOLO balls in him, and he's got good enough wide receivers that probably 50% of the time it's going to work out in his way. Looking at this now, too, yeah, maybe it took him. He fell probably more than he should have, but I like Winston here at 24
1: Hard to argue. 14 to 3 touchdown interception ratio in seven games last season. It's yeah. Very, very un Jameis esque. Them glasses. He got his eyeballs fixed. Yeah. Whether. Yeah. <laughs> he used to call him. I think you were called peepers before, if I remember. Oh, always. That was, was hysterical <laughs> word choice. But add Jarvis Landry, potential return of Michael Thomas, adding uh Chris Olave to that mm-hmm. offense. Yeah, I, I think it's. it's <laughs> Great pass catchers, you know, uh, at his disposal. So, right there with you. So long as you know he continues to be "quote unquote" on track in his recovery, which it sounds like he is, by all accounts. So I, I agree with you. So we're just moving on with the remainder of the 2021 quarterback class, and I'm going to plug in Lil Zachy Mars Wilson here at quarterback 25. I still don't believe in Zach Wilson. I didn't coming out, and I still don't. I just look like any other quarterback that put on a Jets uniform last year just seemed more competent than he did, but it's undeniably his team. He does bring a rushing element that can't be undersold. I mean, he rushed for 185 yards and four touchdowns. He had like a 50-yard touchdown run late in the season last year. Now, didn't really produce as a passer, but I like his weapons – they added Garrett Wilson to an offense that already had our boy, Elijah Moore and your boy, maybe I don't know, Corey Davis. I mean, that's a, that's a good three wide receiver set. Yeah. They solidified their tight ends and getting new zone and Conklin might not be world beaters, but they're sure a world better than what they were trotting the fuck out there last year. And what Ryan Griffin and other guys, I don't know about. So they're, they're in a better position. They have a solid offensive line. So at this point, what are we talking about, quarterback twenty-five? Yeah, give me, give me the kid that has a big cannon and a decent rushing profile, and I'll, uh, I'll take it and walk away quietly. Not excited about it, but just there's, there's really no one else that I think presents with more upside than him left. Speaking of no upside, sure says sure. <laughs> you.
0: give me Mac Jones. I I like Mac Jones, even if he doesn't uh, take a big step up in fantasy production. The thing that scares the shit out of me is we we saw it last year. If the game plan calls for it, it it was just a Belichickian Belichickian thing. (laughs) He threw the ball three times that one game. So there are certain liabilities that come with anyone on the Patriots that you're well aware of going into the season you know and any game somebody could be a decoy no matter how big of a star they are they could have a completely wonky game plan where they don't use somebody um so he's a victim of his uh situation i think jones can be if he develops it can end up being a year in year out you know low-end qb1 the the team unfortunately doesn't necessarily uh you know put the weapons around these guys to succeed for fantasy they're they're worried about re- winning real football games so they don't give a shit about <laughs> you and me and our little fake team so th- that dings him and that's why he he falls down here but i i i like jones i have him in a one QB league where he's my only guy i don't i'm okay with that going into the year
1: yeah i mean he he was by no means bad last year I mean, not at all i'm looking at he was quarterback 19 I mean, he's the most productive rookie quarterback, and we've taken everyone ahead of him, just like the NFL did a year ago. My concern with Mac Jones is Josh McDaniels being gone, is now the the Roosters run in the head house in, in Bill Belichick. And you talk about run-based game plans before. I mean, this dude used two pit draft picks. He used draft capital on two more running backs this year in Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris. Like, there's no such thing as enough running backs in Bill Belichick's opinion. And they're just going to be talking about a zig when zagging, right? I mean, they went and doubled up on tight ends a year ago in free agency. Now they're just drafting running back after running back field, situational field stretchers in taquan Thornton. I just, I could see sub 30 pass attempt games being yes. norm for Mac Jones. And that's my concern. We're talking 2022 and situations could change, but that was my concern. Of why I did not take Mac Jones when I did take Zach Wilson. All right, so now we are in the fucking sewer of quarterback potential here, and it's who has the most upside for redraft. All right, and that man's name is Danny Dimes. It's worst thing oh. I've heard my entire life. Daniel Jones, no fifth year option. Kick rocks, young man, but we still want you to go out there and prove to us that you're the future of the New York football giants. I hope Dayball's got to bring some level of stability and football intelligence to this organization at this point in time. And Jones has rushing upside. I mean, he's pretty athletic for his size. He just doesn't make all the right decisions as a passer, but he's got Kenny Galladay. They brought Sterling Shepard back. I don't know what capacity or where he'll be. I think he was an Achilles. They have malcontent, malcontent, Kadarius, Tony there. They draft Wondell Robinson curiously, but there's got to be a plan for him. A lot of short stuff. Who even knows what they're going to do with him? What I'm certain is the Giants aren't going to be good this year. So they're going to have to try to win games offensively. They're not just going to win by ball control and defense. Maybe it's another year away from injury on Saquon Barkley, you know, and he kind of returns to that pass catching running back form. It's, it's pure upside at this point in time. He has a rushing profile. He is on a bad team with a new head coach. that's offensive minded. And I think there's the possibility for him honestly to finish 10 spots better. Then this pick, I think he could be quarterback 17. And it shouldn't surprise anyone. I don't think he can be quarterback 7. But I think he could be a mid to low end quarterback 1 if everything falls into place. And with these names that are left, he was pretty easy choice for me. They stink. They do stink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they taking backups here.
0: Yes, we're getting close. Uh, I am going to actually take... Oh, the first, the first guy, we are not 100% sure, is going to be a starter. Give me first-round pick. Kenny Pickett of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I – as much as everyone is down on this class, and and, and Pickett in particular and his little, little tiny baby paws, um, I, I don't – because he went to the Steelers. Um, I, I talked about this on another podcast last week. He – the Steelers have seen him for five years. They practiced, they used the same building. So, if any team was going to be comfortable with him, it was them. And if they were comfortable enough to take him in the first round, I feel confident from what I've seen over the years of Steelers drafts that he's going to be a competent NFL quarterback. Is he ever going to be QB1? I doubt it. Do they have enough weapons around him where he could be successful right out of the gate? Sure. I mean, I I love their wide receivers. I like who they drafted this year too and added to that receiving core. We both are fans of Freermooth. We both like Harris out of the backfield. Pickett's in a in a very good spot. And, and and I wouldn't be shocked when we do this a year from now, if he's up shit. Not 20 spots to put him at 28, but 15-ish spots, put him in a little bit higher in the middle of the pack. But I, I, I like the situation, but yeah, it's hard to put him any higher. Never seeing him on an NFL field yet.
1: Well said. Um, I don't begrudge you on that, but I would have went this guy, Jared Goffel, as quarterback 29. He wasn't abysmal last year, as bad as the team was. I mean, because they lost like their first 12 games, I believe, uh, of the season, but... A few moments, and in his last two starts of the season, he threw for 216 and three and 238 and two. And all not like groundbreaking numbers, but he also didn't really have much uh, in, in the way of offense. They went and added DJ Chark in the offseason. They drafted Jamison Williams, who won't have much of an impact early, but should be able to be a boost to Goff's upside late. Still got a Ross St. Brown to run the underneath stuff. Brought Josh Reynolds back, should get a healthy TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift. Got a great offensive line starting to put pieces together. Now he'll never do much as a rusher as 100 yard rushing season under his belt in six NFL campaigns, but we've seen him throw for over 4,600 yards. We've seen him throw for 32 touchdowns on this. was all with Sean McVay and it only happened once, but it's happened. So I'm going to go with a guy in a situation that has gotten better for him year over year. And, again, we're talking 2022. So, gladly take Jared Goff at quarterback 29.
0: And he's clearly better than the remaining starters. So, for and those of down. you who aren't keeping tabs at home, we, who we have left on the board, Marcus Mariota, Sam Darnold, Drew Locke. And just for fun, because there's some uh, you know questions with these other guys, I did throw in Jimmy Garoppolo, Mitch Trubisky, and Baker Mayfield. So, we, we may throw them in there. Maybe not. I don't know. But... Boy, oh boy, I am really in a bad spot here at number 30. I'm gonna to have to pinch my nose and select someone
1: here. You thought you were getting Jared Goff at 30, didn't you?
0: <laughs> oh, I thought it was possible. Statements he, he
1: was, that were never uttered before. Yes,
0: I, I'm gonna go with Mariota. <laughs> I don't, I don't love it. I'm largely basing this on his draft capital from years ago. He does know the system. Um, uh, he's just better than Sam Darnold than drew lock. <laughs> there you go. There's my analysis for this bum.
1: Yeah. At this point, right. We just say I'm going with Atlanta Falcons quarterback, please. Correct. You know? I mean, he still can run. I mean, he didn't have a lot of opportunities two years in Vegas, but in his what, uh, 22 attempts, he ran for 175 yards and two touchdowns. So, I mean, I think it was kind of by design.
0: I think they brought him in for coming play,
1: which is fine. Yeah, Yeah, perfect. Largely largely what he's going to be doing for his life in Atlanta. So (laughs) might as well keep that theory rolling for as long as he's a starter, which might only be not even half the season if things go according to plan. So, oh, yikes. (laughs) Uh, All right. So – Mario to win. That's who I would have taken just because of at least short-term upside. I'm going with Drew unlocked quarterback 31. I don't believe for a fucking second. What Pete Carroll is trying to sell me that drew locks their starter and they're not looking at anyone else. I think if when Baker Mayfield gets released, they sign him. I do. I think that's where he ends up. He's not going to Carolina. Seems like that's mutual between him and Carolina that he does not want to go there. And there's nowhere else that I can envision him going short-term or long-term and then Seattle. So I do think he ends up being there, but as is currently conceded, Drew Lock is a starter in an offense that has DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett with a strong backfield and a shitty well not shitty and uh, apparently uh, not good offensive line. They, they're trying to get better. They're actually putting some resources into it, but <laughs> give me the gunslinger. Oh, and, and, and Noah fan. I mean, he has weapons. And Drew Locke will throw footballs deep with reckless abandon. I mean, he has no fear of throwing the YOLO ball. I mean, he's he's very Jameis esque in, in that regard. So <laughs> uh, I'll take I'll take Drew Locke at 30. Winstonian. More. Winstonian. Even better.
0: All right. We're at the end here. We're on QB thirty two.
1: I can't wait to take QB thirty three.
0: And any reasonable person here would take the (laughs) remaining starter, which is Sam Darnold. But hearing your speech about Drew Locke and what they're going to do in Seattle, I I can't put Darnold on here because he stinks. I'm going to take Baker Mayfield and assume at some point the number one overall pick finds himself starting somewhere at some point this season. Uh, I will squeeze him in at 32
1: yeah, I mean, zero confidence. Yeah, the confidence is not high uh, for <laughs> quarterback 32 overall. But so, just for clarification, when we look, reminisce on this, it's who scored the most fantasy points in the season? That's just all we're doing here, right? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> quarterback so 33. <laughs> You're looking for clarity at quarterback 33. Um, <laughs> I'm going to hedge against my previous, <laughs> the, my previous watch it, assumption. Watching Darnold fall is fun. This is my, my previous assumption that Trey Lance is going to be the starting quarterback for Sam Fran, and my hedge was that – because there be a world where they just say, Jimmy, you took us to the conference championship game last year. Maybe we're being a bit hasty. We have you reasonably controlled, what, $25 million for one year. That's not a lot for a quarterback. I, if your shoulder checks out okay, do we just run it back and give – Trey Lance, another year of development. It's worth the risk at quarterback thirty-three. Give me Jimmy Jim. <laughs> I
0: think there's more. I think it's greater than fifty percent chance Garoppolo starts Week
1: One for the Niners. Wow. Which is probably also what led to the QB twenty-three fall for Trey Lance, right? On side alone, he's he's a top eighteen guy. All right. There's too much uncertainty. We're about I'm to wrap for- this I'm up here.
0: I'm forcing your hand. Damn it. Quarterback, 34. You you, you took Garoppolo to hedge against your earlier Lance pick. I'm going to take Mitch Trubisky to hedge against my earlier Kenny Pickett pick. Uh, I don't think Pickett starts week one. Um, Looking at the Steelers' schedule, I I think week four they play the Jets. They have a week nine bye, and then they play uh, uh, the, the Saints in week 10, both their home games. That's probably where it makes the most sense to get Pickett his first start Um, So give me Mitch Trubisky, who may start somewhere between three and eight games this year Mm. with QB 34.
1: Mm. This is is a a rough one, folks.
0: And by the way, look, look at this bottom half just out of here. Going back to number 29, Jared Goff, 29th in our draft, former number one pick. Marcus Mariota, 30, former number two pick. Baker Mayfield, 32, first overall. Trubisky, number 34. He went what? The second or third?
1: Uh he went before Deshaun Watson. We all know so, that. So, and so Patrick Manson.
0: High end draft capital here to close out this uh, <laughs> tail yeah. end of the QC draft. Yeah.
1: I mean Trevor Lawrence 101. Jameis Winston 102. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Jones was 105, I believe, in his draft. All right. I wanted to write Mac Corral here just to be that person. <laughs> I, I did. But there were a few instances last year from Sam Darnold, right? He had two 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 rushing touchdown performances on the year. He threw for 300 yards in three straight games to start the year. The Panthers started out three and one with Sam Darnold as their starting quarterback, and then it all went south. And he went south with it and posted shit start after shit start throughout the rest of the season when he was active. There's a far too much Cam Newton, but. I do think Darnold starts enough games this year to warrant the quarterback 35 designation overall. So congratulations, Sam Darnold. You were not omitted from the top 35 quarterbacks on the fantasy 40s 2022 redraft rankings extravaganza, even though I believe that Matt Corral is the better quarterback for the Carolina Panthers.
0: That should do it. Yeah, this got a little uh a little dicey there at the end. So that was that was kind of cool. Good good exercise to kind of get an idea of where values are on some of these guys. Um you know, after we did this in here and some some of your reasons for other guys, I think I'm too low on Winston. I think he should be higher. I think uh maybe Matt Ryan too. And yeah, there's a couple guys who I, I, I think I like a little more than I did heading into this. I think Kyler Murray might be too high. So, yeah, kind of interesting exercise to, to see where these guys kind of fall and who you like above and below them.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, in Kyler Murray, I said it myself at nine. I'm not crazy about it. But the ones after him, I mean, I don't think Dak brings a rushing upside anymore. I sure. do think he can as a passer. Rodgers barely runs. Brady doesn't run. Stafford doesn't run. Carr barely runs. Cousins barely runs. They all have to do it as a passer. There's just so much that Murray gets – you know, propped up by his Yeah. You know, he needs to be propped up because he's a low guy, but by his rush floor. And boy, he if ever there's going to be a need for him to run, it's going to be early in the season. That's usually when he sure. runs too. He runs until he gets hurt, which he inevitably gets hurt. And then he doesn't run for like two months. And then like a game out of nowhere, he runs for like three touchdowns. And you're like, ah, he's running again. And then the yeah. next week he has like seven yards rushing. There's no consistency in what he does. But if they want to come out of the block, anything better than a 500 team, He's going to have to probably average fifty rushing yards a game, would be my assumption for him. And if he's going to average fifty rushing yards a game, he's probably going to have three or four touchdowns in those first six weeks. And you give me that with another two fifty passing and one to two touchdowns a week, and you're a top ten quarterback. So, I just think. Do you think there's a chance he doesn't play?
0: I mean, he's he, he's not going to the voluntary OTAs. I mean, that's not a big deal. When many when the mandatory many. Mini- Camp comes around. I think uh it's not too many weeks away. Is there a chance he just doesn't play for him? I mean, we've seen other guys kind of force teams' hand.
1: Why is he gonna pull an Aaron Rodgers? Is that what you're telling me?
0: I, I, I mean, <laughs> it, it, and he's got the baseball thing to fall back on too. Not that we've heard any reports of him out there, you know, shagging fly balls with the A's. But, but look, let's say you're the Cardinals, and he's like, I'm not coming here, and you could play the game of chicken with him. I mean, we talked about Mayfield going to Seattle. Mayfield's got a history with what old cliffy there. That'd be Uh, an interesting landing spot. Not, you know, if Murray says I'm not playing, would you rather Baker Mayfield or Colt McCoy, which is who it would be.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, that could prove interesting. I mean, he, this is the year to take the, the epic financial jump, right? I mean, they exercise his fifth year option. So right. His, his yearly cash goes from, just under five and a half mil this year to just shy of $30 million last year, next year on the option. So I get it, you know, because he doesn't have that long-term deal yet. Right. So yeah, it's just because they exercise the option. It's risk of injury. So sure. Yeah. Okay. 30 mil, you know, socked away, but that could impact 2024 and beyond. Right. When he's trying to get that 40 plus million dollar a year with 250 million guaranteed type deal. So, I understand where he's coming from, from a financial perspective, but I, I don't know. He's, yeah, he seems like the type that would hold out. I mean, it wouldn't shock me at all if he didn't show up, you know, and knowing that the Cardinals are like, shit, what do we do now?
0: Very you know, interesting.
1: You know, is, is Baker Mayfield a long-term answer? I don't think so. You know, no. But, so he's, he's got, he's got him in a pickle right now. So do they, Did they? Do they cough it up? Give them that long-term extension. I think year four, this is the first time they could talk about it with them. I think for rookie deals, I think what is it? I think it's you can't negotiate until year four or something. I don't know it yeah. states that they can't do that. Uh maybe it's year three, who even knows? But someone knows, not me, don't care. But they could definitely give them a new deal now, um, in year four and just work off of you know, even that fifth year option and, and not really start paying them until down the line. So Good uh good point to raise at the tail end of this. Would a, probably knock Kyler kind of down one or two spots in my rankings, but not a ton more. You know, he's gonna play <laughs> football this year. You know, listen, you talked to Sean Watson before him, who has pending legal issues whether sure so whether he'll be suspended or not is is debatable. I mean, this is be Kyler Murray making a business decision to miss football games this year of his own volition. Watson does not have that distinction at present, so It is interesting, I think, where we got from pretty much 20 through about 30 is what's going to really be telling for us in in where we went with Wentz, Davis Mills, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Jameis Winston, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, Kenny Pickett, Jared Goff, Marcus Mariota. I mean, it doesn't even feel good saying it afterwards. No. But one of those guys is probably going to push for a low-end QB1. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you're talking about a lot of these second-year quarterbacks – So, someone is going to far exceed our draft expectation.
0: (laughs) Which means someone else is going to suck, which is even more fun. But that that should do it for us. Hopefully you enjoyed this because there's three more of these coming. We're going to do wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends coming up in the next three weeks here. So, uh, if you enjoyed this, tell somebody else to check it out when we do the next uh, few positions coming up here. Uh, Like I said, good exercise kind of see – where the where the temperature is, and some of these guys relative to everyone else at their position. But for myself, John Debari, my co-host, Mister Matt Walker, and our friends at Expand the Box Score, we are the Fantasy Forty, and we are out of here. Out. These guys at the end. This this turned into
1: whoo fun times <laughs> yeah I, mean, I don't think we get there at any other position right because even if we go like 30 deep at running back we're not going to be like disgusted or at wide receiver and we can't go much further than that right just because of talking Yeah. So tight end i mean we go i think Except i other think other. wide
0: receivers we have to because i mean most teams have three i just what did i play I did 48 <clears throat> just to have a template but um yeah, probably just – especially wide receiver, just a lot less discussion about it. Yeah. I mean, the first, you know, whatever. I can't have any ADP or shit in front of me, but those first 10 are going to be probably the first 10 no matter what. And then, yeah, just anything we disagree with. Because, yeah, wide wide receiver, I mean, we do have to probably go minimum 36.
1: Yeah, easily. I mean, wide receiver 36 on fantasy pros right now is Sky Moore. Yeah. And he's above Michael Thomas, Brandon Ayuk, Allen Robinson, Juju, Brandon Cook, Gabriel Davis, <laughs> Chase Claypool, Tyler Lockett. John I'm Dawson. Just
0: Hunter, at who who, who four did they finished last year? Last year, 46, Elijah Moore, 47, Sutton Woods, Gabe Davis, Manny Sanders, Robbie Anderson, Odell Beckham. So we probably got to do 48 for wide receiver. Running back, we could do
1: 36. I agree. And we, and we,
0: and we just got to keep it tight.
1: Yeah. 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 Stop interjecting our our own dispersions on some of these picks. But we still need yeah, to get around because
0: there'll, there'll be enough bums or <laughs> there'll be time to fill.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right, sir. Yes. Team Ramrod. Team Ramrod. Right. We, we call ourselves Team Ramrod. I'm the just, next uh, person that says shenanigans, I'm going to pistol whip. <laughs> hey, Farva, what's that restaurant with the weird shit on the rolls and the mozzarella sticks that you like? You mean shenanigans? Oh, they all pull their guns out and them. I <laughs> uh, just, I crack off
0: all those guys. I was having fun <clears throat> next to my computer. is just a piece of paper for this um, golf, fantasy golf thing that I'm in. And it just fucking makes me sick.
1: <laughs> oh, you play like a weekly? Yeah. and See, I like the it. ones just with the majors. I don't the <sighs> weekly. I'd fucking lose my – I would probably miss it half the time if I had to do a weekly one.
0: sorts of different ones. this one I signed up for that uh, I think it's run by Pat Mayo. It just goes, it's just master, it's just major season. So it started the week of the masters and it goes through the open and like (laughs) the guys I picked so far, if you just switched, which rounds I've, which tournament I picked them for, I'd be doing amazing, but I've been so (laughs) fucking unlucky and fucked the masters. I had Justin Thomas, he won 450,000. So that wasn't too bad. The RBC Heritage. I took Cam Smith because he was having a huge start to the year and was doing good. And I don't think he ever missed the cut at the Heritage. Misses the Misses cut. The I cut. Take the goose egg. Well,
1: it's because he at the Masters, right? So you don't, you can't go Cam Smith after what he did at the Masters.
0: Well, listen, hold on. This oh oh, he, he, there's plenty of fucking <laughs> things I should have done Me, Mexico Open. I took Rom. He I I got the win there for one point three million. Then Wells Fargo, Corey Connors having another monster year. <laughs> he only got 98,000 bucks. Byron Nelson, I tagged his Alatoris. He gets the, he fucking misses the cut. Now for the PGA, I finally, I'm like, I'm going to jump on this hot Scotty Scheffler fucking world oh, number one cut. thing. Yeah. He missed
1: the fucking cut. It's like,
0: if I just rotated, I'm like, took stupid. You were, <laughs> like at you're, the,
1: yeah. yeah. You, you had the names. They're just, Yes. It's, like, it's like a word, it's a word jumble, right? Sheffler <laughs> won
0: the Masters, JT wins the fucking PGA, mm-hmm. Zayla Torres came in fucking second. <laughs> God. Yeah. These guys in any other order I'd be making. Cam Smith, yeah, he did fucking good at the Byron Nelson, I think. Ah. <laughs>